Breathing in air, the fake ain't phony, they're just seeing impaired Cause you believe what you see or believe what ain't there The real world is twisted and to me it ain't fair Cause greedy people seem Welcome to the voices in my head The intro and outro music is West and Coast by the High Council You can check them out on SoundCloud Welcome back Back with hopefully the final episode on the Alec Baldwin Statement of Probable Cause I have found this so fascinating I'm going to jump down to page nine, which is where we left off. It can, uh, continues. So the prosecution has laid out a case of that Mr. Baldwin failed to handle the weapon properly, did not ensure as the weapon holder that the weapon was not live, did not have live ammo. And then as the producer, he failed to make sure the safety protocols were not followed on set, that the industry standards were not followed. And they have laid out a very strong case for that. Where we left off was that Reed had left her cart with the ammo and the guns unsecure on a, on a cart, unsecure during lunch. It says, upon returning from lunch, evidence and statements show that Reed retrieved Baldwin's preferred revolver, but Reed does not perform another safety check. So she did not look to make sure there were blanks in there. She probably thought, oh, I checked before lunch and it's unsecure. Now, if it was secure... Maybe she doesn't need to, but I still think you you would check. Additionally, Reed again is asked and complies with Halls by handing him the firearm once inside the church. There are also contradictory statements that Reed brought in the firearm empty, showed it to Halls, and ultimately later loaded it with dummy rounds. So they're probably blaming each other. No, you screwed up. I I didn't. You know, and the other person saying the same thing. Regardless, the evidence is consistent that Reed failed to show Halls each dummy round and pull them out for safety. Nor did Halls request it. Reed did not show Baldwin the loaded firearm either, or did he request to see the rounds, which is standard protocol. And since this is more of an image capture than the actual PDF, I can't search. I, I tried to search to see how many times standard protocol was mentioned in here. I bet it's probably 20 or 30 times. And right there, they're telling the, the defense, here is our line of attack. Here is our strategy. We're going to be bringing in experts on gun safety on the set and how you did not do basic understood standard protocols. It says Reed left the church. Evidence and statement also indicate that after lunch safety check of the firearm to industry standards between Reed and Halls did not occur. This after lunch sequence of events is documented to have had no less than four extremely reckless violations of industry standards, safety protocol, best practices, and common firearm safety protocols in a very short, compressed period of time. Now I'm going to jump over to something I did not see in here, and I don't know if they're going to mention this, and I read this way back, and I actually Googled it, and I'm on a New York Post article dated October 26, 2021. The headline is, Russ Crew reportedly loaded Baldwin's gun with live bullets for target practice. It says the prop gun that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins on a New Mexico movie said had been used that morning by crew members to shoot cans for fun, a report said. So they went plinking and that's all you just line up cans on a fence or on the, a rock and you just shoot at it. I'm wondering if the, the prosecution is going to bring out that that was being occurred at lunch. That they that someone was planking, that was the reason there was live bullets in there, or there was live bullets left from that morning, and because of the safety protocols not being followed, no one checked the gun to ensure that there was blanks in, in the gun. And the fact that if it did occur at lunch, if the crew was planking at lunch, the the gun was left unsecure. If I was the safety person, once again, I'm just going by common sense safety. If there is a gun being used on set. 
no live bullets would ever be loaded in that gun. Never, ever, ever. Even if industry standards allows it. My thinking with gun safety is you can never be overcautious. You can never have too much safety when you're dealing with guns. I would tell the crew, if you want to plink, you bring in your own guns and you bring in your own ammo and you just do it offset. Do whatever you want. I don't care. But the guns that are being are being used on set are never being touched by anybody but the armorer and anybody that's supposed to touch that gun. No one else is touching that gun, period. The document goes on, on the day of the shooting alone, evidence shows that no less than a dozen acts or omissions of reckless occurred in the short time prior to launch and the time of the shooting. And this does not include the reckless handling of the firearms by Baldwin, Baldwin by act of omission or omission or failure to act in his position as producer directly contributed and or failed to mitigate numerous reckless and dangerous actions during a very short period of time. I wonder if they're implying what I just mentioned in the New York Post article. And do they actually have testimony from people saying, yes, we use that gun with live ammo? The New York Post said they found live, live ammo at the area where they were plinking that morning. Does that live ammo have the same ballistics and the same gunpowder type as the live rounds that were sent off to the FBI to be tested. If they were, we know where the bullets came from. The question then is why did the armorer allow that and why did Baldwin not follow standard safety procedures as the producer? Back to the document. Finally, industry standards, protocols, and common firearm safety procedures or movie sets require the armorer after conducting a safety check with the first assistant director to conduct a second safety check with the actor to be handling the firearm. This reckless violation of standards and firearm safety occurred two times leading up to the shooting and Baldwin failed to act mitigate or correct the reckless violations either neither in his capacity as actor or producer so he is a double whammy as the actor he had a responsibility to check the bullets even if the armorer was not doing his or her job the actor should have said nope i know how to handle this gun i want to check each of those bullets and i would i would have called over the first director and the armorer say all right we're all going to look at this together and then i would have fussed at them for not doing their job and it didn't matter if I, they don't work for me. I, when it comes to guns, you take it very seriously. As I've said before, uh, one of the past episodes on this, on a live range, anybody is allowed to set, yell, see fire. Anybody sees anyone else mishandling or doing something stupid, they are allowed to call it off and they are expected to call it out. And that's what should have happened here as the actor. It even ratchets up to the next level when Baldwin, not only as the actor, failed to do his job, but he failed to do his job as a producer. That, that's what this document is saying. Now, whether he did or not, DA has to prove. The reckless deviation from known standards and practice and protocol directly caused a fatal shooting. Baldwin acted with reckless disregard and more than mere negligence in, his, in, in this incident. Now, I said that those two words back when I did the episode on the two EMTs that were charged with first degree murder for strapping a black man down face down and he ended up dying. Now, I did not agree with the first degree. I said now it was really more involuntary manslaughter. I believe it was involuntary, going on memory, because of the wording about reckless, not negligent, but reckless behavior. And that, I think that's the distinction because most of these state laws are very similar. There may be a slight variation, but they all follow the same judicial concept or legal concept. Back to the document, Baldwin acted with willful disregard of the safety of others and in a manner that endangered other people, and he clearly should have known the danger of his actions, which led to the death of Hutchins. Once again, back to my three roles. I may not always get them in order. At least the first one is always 
assume every handgun's loaded. The other two, I may switch around, but it's the same concept that you don't point your gun at anybody unless you're planning to shoot or destroy or kill whatever you're shooting at. You never point your finger on the trigger until you're ready to pull the trigger. Common sense. And he was violating all three of those with people around. It's bad enough if I do that in my house and I'm the only one here. I may blow up my TV. I may shoot a dog. I may shoot myself if I don't follow those rules. And I think the last statement, furthermore, Baldwin handled the weapon in a negligent manner. Evidence exists to clearly show that on, on October 21st, 2021, Helena Hutchins was killed when Baldwin fired a firearm that he pointed at her. And, I'm, and I think they got pictures of video and plenty of witnesses that that is pretty much a statement of fact now obviously you, you still have to go through the jury the jury is the one it will be the fact finder or the judge they will decide whether that's truly fact i think yeah that pretty much did happen the evidence and statements documented in the affidavit confirm many instances of extremely reckless acts or reckless failures to act by baldwin in a, in a 10-day period evidence clearly shows that none of the incidents or issues were addressed by baldwin in his position as actor or producer to mitigate future occurrences of recklessness, correct reckless behavior, or correct training deficiencies. Once again, he's getting a double whammy. As the actor, he should have done certain things. And even as an actor, he's not in charge, but I would be screaming, you're not handling this gun properly. And I'd be lecturing people on how to get, I'd be a jerk. It doesn't, when it comes to guns, like I said, you can never be, have too much safety or be overprotective or overcautious. And then as a producer, his job was to make sure all the rules were being followed on set. As I said before, this is not looking good for Mr. Baldwin. Baldwin's deviation from known standards, practice, and protocol directly caused the fatal death of Hutchins. Now, that's going to have to be proven. Mr. Baldwin is innocent until proven guilty. And that statement is what the DA has the burden to prove to a jury or to a judge. By not review, by not receiving the required training on firearms, not checking the firearm with the armorer, letting the armorer leave the firearm in the church without being present, deviating from the practice of only accepting the firearm from the armorer, not dealing with the safety compliant complaints on SAP and or making sure safety meetings were held, putting his finger on the trigger of a real firearm, my rule number one, <laughs> keep on going back to that, when a replica or rubber gun should have been used, pointing the gun at Hutchins and Sousa, once again, that's my either second or third, and I get them interchangeable, but you never point your gun at anybody unless you're planning to kill them or destroy something. And your overall handling of the firearm in a negligent manner, right there, that keyword negligence. Well, that's good. If they can prove that, Mr. Baldwin's in trouble. Baldwin acted with the willful disregard for the safety of others and in a matter which endangered other people, specifically Hutchins and Sousa. That willful disregard coincides with that negligent, that it wasn't just an accident. It was his negligence. He didn't care how he was handling that gun. He didn't care about the people around him. Baldwin clearly should have known the dangers of his actions, which led to the death of Hutchins. There's another key word, clearly should have known. Back to my EMT article, the reason the DA charged him with first degree is because he, he said they should have clearly known the dangers by doing what they did. Now, obviously, they got to prove that. And the defense of the EMT is probably going to be there was never any training or there are reasons when you do that. And they're going to try to argue this situation fit that reason. So as far as the EMT, I don't know whether they clearly should have known that. I'm not an EMT, never went through EMT training. That 
that would be EMT experts and people that train EMTs will argue that. This one, just with my knowledge of handguns, should he have known? Yes, absolutely. He should have known. So back to reading this. Baldwin clearly should have known the dangers of his actions, which led to the death of Hutchins. Yes, he should have known. Probable cause exists that Baldwin committed involuntary manslaughter contrary to and defined in NMSA 30-2-3 manslaughter in the commission of a lawful act which might produce death in an unlawful manner or without due caution and circumspect circumspection or during the law unlawful act not amounting to a felony to it negligent use of a deadly weapon now he had actually two different charges and i'm going on memory one what one both were manslaughter but one had a caveat or an additional charge that it was done that the act was committed using a a weapon using a gun the first one the penalty was up to 18 months in prison and that's be up to the judge in his sentencing guidelines. So if he is, fa- if Mr. Baldwin is found guilty on that first one, he could get probation, he could get community service, he could get fined, or he can get up to 18 years in jail. The second one is a mandatory five years in jail. So he is facing anywhere from a slap on the wrist to five years in jail. Personally, my humble opinion, he is guilty of one of these. Now, the second one, the commission of the with the commission of the offense with a handgun. Not sure of the nuances of that, and I think that's the reason they charged both. And it could be that the threat of five years in jail is enough for Mr. Baldwin to plea this case down or plead it out. Super, super fascinating. I, I hope other people that have been listening to this have enjoyed this as much as I have. This this type of stuff just fast i just geek out on this and maybe i'm just weird we're just going through this and once again this has to do with my love of guns and my love of training and training with guns it's just i don't want to shoot bad people i don't want to shoot anybody but i love having guns going out to the range train training with experts police officers people that ex-military people that really know their weapons better than i do and can impart some knowledge it's always done with a safe manner and safety is always the key of every training I've ever been in. We go over the range rules. We go over safety. That Before we even get into the training, we go over range rules. When you're allowed to load in, what the commands will be to when you can load, what the commands will be when we can start firing, what the commands will be when we have to stop firing, unload our weapon, holster, whatever. Safety begins every training. I know a lot of my Second Amendment folks don't like any type of requirements, but it's like, if you have a concealed handgun, I have no problems with, you got to do some type of continuing education every year, some type of either just a, a safety review, an eight-hour course, something, or Eight, you know, I do eight-hour advanced training, sometimes weekend training, and it could be with shotguns or rifles because the same safety follows, and it just could be any type of education. I am all for continuing education to be proficient in anything we do. I think had Mr. Baldwin taken any of these classes, this would never have happened. Once again, Mr. Baldwin is innocent until proven guilty. It is the DA's burden to prove to a jury or a judge, if Mr. Baldwin decides to have a bench trial, that Mr. Baldwin committed every one of these acts and violated the state law the way it is written. That is the DA's job. He must prove that. Reading through this and just understanding gun safety, uh, I think Mr. Baldwin's going to have a tough, tough time with this. And the fact that his inability to keep his mouth shut after the shooting and claiming to be an expert and going on different talk shows and running his mouth 
that's going to come back and bite. I never like to see people go to jail. I think jail's horrific. And I do not think Mr. Baldwin intended to harm Miss Hutchins. However, it's just his recklessness has to be, he has to be held accountable for his recklessness. He needs to be punished for his recklessness. And that's up between his attorney and the DA if they can strike a deal for a plea bargain or a jury is going to decide that. And then the judge will decide the punishment. It's sad that a young lady had to die that really had nothing to do with this. That is very sad. And I hope best for her family. And I'm assuming if Mr. Baldwin admits to his guilt, pleads guilty, or is found guilty, Miss Hutchins' family is going to sue the crap out of him. That's going to be a slam dunk. And I'm sure whatever insurance he had is going to be lost to that personally. Is He's going to pay out personally. I'm not sure whether he has insurance to cover him personally. Don't know his finances. Doesn't look good for Mr. Baldwin. However, just want to say this is a one-sided document. It is just the DA's presentation. And if it wasn't for my knowledge of handgun safety, I may be a little bit more open. I'm not. However... If this does go to trial, this is going to be my Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. I loved, I watched bits and pieces of that. I didn't watch all of it. This is one I definitely will watch. I will be watching this throughout. And I probably do a, some videos on what comes out of that too. Hope you enjoyed this. Thanks for listening. I could run the whole block just from walking the line. Pocket is prime. These are the thoughts of my mind. And I'm a straight rider. Never stop at a sign. And I'm only slowing down if I'm stopping the sign. Six figures on the check before I'm jotting the line. It goes one for the money, two for the clothes, three for the honeys, and a four for the flows. Five O's and six.